Hello, word nerds. Welcome to the dictionary. This is my podcast where we say some words. We say some words. They're in the book. We say the words. We start with page number one and we go to page number two. And now we're on page 207. The first word in this episode is chap. Second form. You know, we talked about the first form in the last episode. So this one is a verb from the 15th century. We are starting with intransitive verb. To open in cracks, slits, or chinks. Also, to become cracked, roughened, or reddened. Reddened especially by the action of wind or cold. Uh, I feel like my knuckles are constantly chapped, even in the summer. I put lotion on them all the time. We got an example. Hands often chap in winter. Yes, they do. Cracks and rough and reddened and dry and bleeding sometimes. That's very bad. So the transitive definition says to cause to chap, as in wind-chapped lips. That's another thing. This is from the Middle Dutch kappen, which means to cut down. I'm going to cut your fingers down with my wind. Okay, now we have the third form of chap. It's a noun from 1555. You could say also chop, I guess. Chop or chap. Number one, the fleshy covering of a jaw. Also just the synonym, jaw. And this is usually used in plural, as in... A wolf's chaps, or a wolf's, oh, chops, yeah, see, this is where I would say chop. Uh, but I thought that would maybe be C-H-O-P, this one's spelled C-H-A-P. Uh, let's look at number two, the forepart of the face, again, usually used in plural, chops. The origin of this is unknown. Now we have the fourth form of chap, and uh, yeah, this one's chap. Noun from 1705, number one is chiefly British, and we have the number 4C definition for the word fellow. Hello, chap. What's up, fellow? Number two is Southern and Midland, and the synonyms are baby and child. <laughs> I am much more used to the uh, the fellow definition for this word chap, so I think it's very silly to call a, a baby or a child chap. This is short for Chapman, Chapman. Hey, guess what? There's a fifth form of chap, but this one's an abbreviation for the word chapter. Next is chapareos, chapareos or chaparajos. Yes, C-H-A-P-A-R-A-J-O-S. It is a noun from 1887, and the synonym is chaps. Chaps with an S, we shall see, I think, in the next episode. So this is modified of the Mexican, uh, Mexican Spanish, chaparreras, chaparreas, reras. So there's a double R, which I think you rolled the R for that. And then there's a single R, so chaparreras. I can't, my, my mouth doesn't, doesn't do it. But I think I got it close enough. Chaparreras. Next we have chaparral or chaparel. Noun from 1845. One, a thicket of dwarf evergreen oaks. And then broadly, a dense impenetrable thicket of shrubs or dwarf trees. Number two, an ecological community composed of shrubby plants 
adapted to dry summers and moist winters that occurs especially in Southern California. Chaparral. So maybe there's a bunch of these, this whole thing in uh, Southern California. This is from Spanish, uh, chaparro, which means dwarf evergreen oak. And then, then it's also from the Basque word, ooh, how do you say this one? T-X-A-P-A-R. Chapar? Chapar. Yeah, probably uh, chapar. Uh, look at that. All right, next we have chaparral cock. Two words, noun from 1853. The synonym is just roadrunner. Yes, lots of birds are called cocks. Uh, this is also called chaparral bird. So roadrunner, chaparral bird, chaparral cock, all the same thing. Mimi. Next we have chapati. C-H-A-P-A-T-I, or you can spell it with two Ps. This is a noun from 1810, a round, flat, unleavened bread of India that is usually made of whole wheat flour and cooked on a griddle. Chapati. And uh, this is uh, from the Hindi word kapati and the Urdu word chapati. So that's that. Next we have chap book, one word, noun from 1798, a small book containing ballads, poems, tales, or tracts. Tracts is T-R-A-C-T-S. Um, and it's just from Chapman plus book. Chapman book. Uh, let's see. Chapman, I assume. Yes, we will see that in the next episode as well. Um, if you, you are such a fine fellow. You are a, a, a wonderful chap. You have a book containing ballads, poems, tales, and tracts that maybe you wrote. Okay, next we have shape, or you could also just pronounce it chap, but there's an E at the end, so I shall, I shall say shape. Noun from the 14th century, the metal mounting or trimming of a scabbard or sheath. That's like what the, the sword goes into. Um, yeah, it, it's from the Middle English scabbard, from the Latin kappa, it's a shape. Next we have chapeau. C-H-A-P-E-A-U. It's French chapeau. Noun from 1523. And we have the synonym hat. It is a hat. Uh, this is from the old French chapelle. And there's more at the word chaplet. Maybe that's a hat too. I don't know. We'll also find that in the next episode. So many things. You can wait until tomorrow. Or if you're listening to this in the future, uh, you know, past, past, May 6th, you can listen to these together. Okay, next is chapel, noun from the 13th century. Number one, a subordinate or private place of worship. As 1A, a place of worship serving a residence or institution. 1B, a small house of worship usually associated with a main church. 1C, a room or recess in a church for meditation and prayer, or small religious services. Two, a place of worship used by a Christian group other than an established church, as in a nonconformist chapel. Number three, a choir of singers belonging to a chapel. Four, a chapel service or assembly at a school or college. Five, an association of the employees in a printing office. Why do they call that a chapel? 
Uh, 6A, synonym is funeral home. And 6B, a room for funeral services in a funeral home. Because the room is used for things that are very similar to what they use a chapel for in a church. So they just call it a chapel. And, you know, they're in hospitals too, right? There's a, there's a chapel there. If people want to go think or pray or have private conversations that are then put into a TV show because that's where... I feel like in TV shows, there's always a a chapel in a hospital, and then there's private things happening. Movies, too. Okay, this is from Middle Latin capella, which is a diminutive of the Lower Latin capa, which means cloak, which is from the cloak of St. Martin of Tours, which was preserved as a sacred relic in a chapel built for that purpose. Hmm. So it came from a cloak. I bet you didn't know that. Next, we have Chapel of Ease. Three words. Yeah, ease is like, oh, it's so easy. This is from 1538. It is a chapel or dependent church built to accommodate an expanding parish. And our last word is chaperone. C-H-A-P-E-R-O-N-E. Or you could take off the last E. Uh, This is the first form. The second form will be in the next episode. So this first one is a noun from 1720. One, a person as a matron who for for propriety accompanies... What? A person who for propriety accompanies one or more young unmarried women in public or in mixed company. Two, an older person who accompanies young people at a social gathering to ensure proper behavior. But what is proper? Uh, And then broadly, one delegated to ensure proper behavior. Uh, Yeah, okay. Three, any of a class of proteins that facilitate the proper folding of proteins by binding to and stabilizing unfolded or partially folded proteins, called also molecular chaperone. That's kind of what uh, the human chaperones are doing. They, uh, they facilitate the proper folding of the younger people to ensure proper folding behavior. Uh, this is French, chaperon, which literally means hood, like a, like a hood that you put on your head, uh, which is from the Middle French, which means head covering from shape. So, uh, oh, and that was the cloak. So, yeah, maybe they wore a, a hood or a cloak to make them more invisible, that's, that seems kind of creepy, actually, now that I think about that. Okay, so today we had chap, 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 chap. Uh, chaparraros, chaparra, chaparrajos. Those are chaps. Uh, we have chaparral, chaparral cock. That's the bird that probably lives in or near these uh, dwarf evergreen oaks. Uh, maybe, possibly. Um, we have chapati, chapbook, shape. I'm, I'm rereading these definitions quickly as I'm going through these. That's the one with the, for the scabbard or the sheath. Uh, we have chapeau. Uh, that is uh, a hat. Chapel. Oh, I think I got a sneeze. <coughs> Why can't the sneezes wait until I'm not recording? Uh, chapel of ease and chaperone. Hmm. This is a little bit difficult, but I think maybe just for fun, I shall pick chapeau as the word of the episode because it's a hat and maybe I'll post a picture of this chapeau. Speaking of posting pictures, if you would like to follow me on 
uh, Instagram or Twitter. It is just at DictionaryPod. Uh, you can see the silly pictures that I post with sometimes silly captions. Um, and there, they, there's a whole wide variety of things because every I'm posting visual things from this book when I am so inspired. Um, okay, I think those are all the words. Let us read some holidays today. Ooh, it is Cinco de Mayo. So go celebrate Cinco de Mayo. Uh, what day of the week is this? Is it a, uh, it's a Wednesday. So, you know, you can't really do much. It is the 23rd day of Ramadan. It is Liberation Day in Denmark and the Netherlands. In Belgium, it is Day of the Council of Europe. In Mexico, it is Battle of Puebla. It is also... Uh, Constitution Day in Kyrgyzstan. It is Europe Day, which is the Council of Europe. In Palestine, it is the Feast of Al-Qadr or St. George. Uh, I guess those are two separate holidays. In Guyana, it is Indian Arrival Day. Internationally, it is International Midwives Day. They sure could use some more respect. It is also World Portuguese Language Day. In Albania, it is Martyrs Day. In Ethiopia, it is Patriots Victory Day. In Palau, it is Senior Citizens Day. In Japan, it is Tango no Seku, and I don't know what that is. And then, our fun holiday, in addition to Cinco de Mayo, it is National Hoagie Day. Those are all the words. Those are all the things I got to say. I guess I should technically sing a song about a chapeau. Oh, chapeau, oh, chapeau, how I love the chapeau that I put on my head to cover my bald spot. Luckily, I don't have a bald spot. Uh, That's it. Thank you very much for listening. And until next time, this is Spencer dispensing information. Goodbye.